Before we get into our Amazing Race 32 draft special, let me take a moment and thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at rockauto.com. Now, chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices, they're the same for everybody and reliably low. Rockauto.com, they offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do. Luckily, the Amazing Race contestants don't have to deal with booking their own airline prices because that that's a pain in the neck. RockAuto.com, they know that. That's why they keep their prices reliably low and don't require a membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver, especially uh, those uh, stick shift cars, automatic uh, or manual transmission that you have to drive on the amazing race they got everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door without extra pit stops the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate just like you need to do on the amazing race quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer best of all rockauto.com their prices are reliably low and the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck, right? Rob is a podcast in the How Did You Find Out About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm Rob Sisterino and we have Amazing Race 32 coverage. That's right. We are going to be doing our Amazing Race 32 cast preview and draft here today as we get ready for next week's premiere of the Amazing Race 32. And let's welcome in our panel of drafters that are joining us here today. Very excited to bring in our chief Amazing Race correspondent back once again here is jessica least jessica how are you i'm i'm doing great rob i i love that we have on a show about travel we will be each representing one time zone here yes so representing Pacific, mountain I'll time take, yes i'll take mountain time Okay. All right. Uh, Jess, always great to have you here with us after. Uh, it's been a little bit of a yachtist, uh since we've talked about The Amazing Race. Uh, it's been over a year since the uh, last Amazing Race coverage on RHAP uh, for Amazing Race proper. And it's been uh, two years since they filmed this. At this point, I'm going to... It's going to be like when you turn on Game Show Network <laughs> in the middle of the afternoon and you see those shows from the 70s and it's like, oh, wow, why are they all wearing like these suits with vests and the bell bottoms? It, it, it really feels like this should be much more current. OK, well, we'll see if we see a lot of uh, 2018 references from uh, the filming of The Amazing Race uh, 32. A man who uh, has Amazing Race 32 coverage up already on Parade.com. Mike Bloom is here. Mike, how are you? Yes, representing the Eastern Time Zone, Eastern Time Zone, holding it down for Team EST. Uh, yeah, can't wait for all the Catch Me Outside references <laughs> in Amazing Race 32. Uh, Mike, until uh, for another two weeks, you're representing EDT. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, daylight savings time, as Young told us about in our <laughs> Tough as Nails recap. <laughs> Important for many reasons. Indeed. All right. Uh, great to have you back uh, with us here today, Mike. And then, of course, uh, we're very lucky to have here with us a man who covers the amazing race Canada with Jessica Lee. Dan Heaton is here. Dan, how are you? Rob, I'm great. I'm so excited to have... We didn't have Amazing Race Canada this summer. Australia was a while ago. And I'm excited about this season because it's supposed to be a back-to-basic season. And as a fan of old-school Amazing Race, I'm sure this will be just like season two. Exactly the same. So I'm I'm really excited about it. <laughs> is that what the word is? Back-to-basics for Amazing Race 32? That is the exact vernacular that has been used. And so I I have an interview with Phil that should be coming out on parade in a couple days from now. And he sort of clarified what that meant. It's not okay. We're going back to, you know, fast forwards on every leg. Uh, You know, he did admit that there were going to be a couple of little twists thrown in, but I would not be surprised if we saw like, you know, another head to head. For example, we're not exactly throwing all the babies out with the bathwater, but he did say from a casting perspective, you know, the past few seasons, basically starting with season yeah. 28, we've had like a theme. We've had social media moguls. We had the strangers. We had champions in their fields. We had reality stars. And though there are a number of celebrities in this cast, I think the casting in general, which speaks to, I think, the general strength of this cast that we're about to get into, harkens back to let's pluck people from maybe not necessarily everyday walks of life, but less so about bringing them together under some sort of common umbrella that unifies them and more so about sending teams of two just out into the world and seeing what happens. Okay. All right. Well, this is very exciting to have the amazing race back. Uh, it is going to be premiering uh, next Wednesday night. Uh, Mike, what's the, the date on that? So that's October 14th, and I believe it's airing at 9 o'clock after Big Brother. Okay. October 14th after Big Brother. And then do we know what the schedule is for then? Uh, it'll be in that spot. And then the Big Brother finale is on the 28th. Is that going to air? Do we know what's going on the, there yet, Mike? I mean, our experience from Tough as Nails has told us that we have no idea what exactly happens with scheduling. We can check into it while we're talking here, but I don't believe they announced any special, you know, one week yachtises. We also don't know. So this, you know, is is taking up airing in mid-October. And I guess the question is, you know, there's 12 episodes, assumingly. Are they going to go all the way through to the end of the year? Are they going to go past the end of the year into the beginning of 2021? Because I can imagine we're probably going to get at least a couple of two hour episodes in this season, too. Okay, a lot to unpack in the very mysterious Amazing Race 32. I can tell you, coverage wise, we will have recaps of every episode. Plus, Jess, we're very excited for this. We will be adding a second Amazing Race podcast per week. Yay! We'll be having interviews. We'll take your feedback. We'll have some guests along the way. So we will be having a recap of the episode. Uh, we'll be recording those on Thursday mornings for the first couple of weeks through Big Brother. And then we will also bring you a second episode of Amazing Race coverage as uh, we have time to really t- sit down and get to know these characters here in the Amazing Race 32. Are we calling it the pit slop? The pit slop? <laughs> we, we'll see. Continue your brain, Rob. We'll see. Uh, I'm We're sure we'll get the tar pits. The tar pit. Yeah, <laughs> we can get into some sloppy stuff. Okay. All right. So, uh, without further ado, Mike, you were the champion of the last Amazing Race draft. So, 
uh, you will have the opportunity here to give us our draft order. And then because we have four teams, we have a little bit of a wrinkle. The person with the first pick will get the fifth pick in the uh, draft. And then that's it. You're out. That's it, yo. Yeah, so uh, first of all, I feel like not just I won in having Colin and Christy win last season. Really, we all won in that finally happening, especially for us longtime Amazing Grace fans. So suffice it to say, uh, I am going to pick first, and I will take uh, that two-team handicap, the boot on my car, and see if I can still drive this thing across the finish line. I'm going to have Dan pick second. Uh, I will have... I'm going to have Rob pick third, and I'm going to have Jess pick fourth. Okay, so just you love the fourth and the sixth pick in this snake draft. Okay. Okay. All right. So Sounds we'll good. remind the listeners as we go along. Is there anything else that we need to say to set up the show before we start to uh, do our draft and preview this cast? So something that I, I want to bring up because it really was brought up, you know, when when I and CBS revealed the cast is. Obviously, there has been a, a great effort uh, in the offseason for a lot of these CBS reality shows, particularly I know that the Survivor Diversity Initiative, which, Rob, I think you've helped facilitate a lot of those great conversations about ethnic diversity in reality television and representation behind the camera and in front of the camera. Not to say that ethnic diversity is necessarily, you know, a complete uh, transition into or step into a, a, a fantastic cast. But I will say, I think on paper, looking at this group, this is a very exciting group. And I think it's also helped by the fact that there are so many different types of people represented. I think it's made people very excited, especially given those conversations about going into the season. Not to mention the fact that it's it's almost prescient because the season was filmed, as you mentioned, two years ago. Uh, so they were really trying to make an effort in this season, as Phil said, to Again, we're not completely going to 32 Jim Oaks you can pick off the streets, uh, but there are, you know, there are some some names in there. But it really does seem like they were striving, I think, for a for a, a more of a sense of diversity this season. By the way, 32 Jim Oaks is one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> it seems like more of a 32 Jim Oaks idea. <laughs> I, I want to add that I, I think... This cast seems to skew a lot older than our typical casts. I mean, we don't have any super old people. We have one person over the age of 50, but everybody else is in their late 20s and 30s. And I think that's an interesting casting choice as well, because there's usually several teams of people that are 25 and we have like we have a sort of young team but there's nobody that's like you know just hatched out of the egg and rolls onto the amazing race yes and actually uh this show was filmed so long ago everybody in the cast is actually in their 30s now it's true yes okay all right uh not not really for anybody who's listening yeah it's a a joke don't worry almost everybody though it's not it's not not true. <laughs> okay. All right. Mike, are you ready to uh, bless us with your first pick overall? The Bloom Bless is here, people. Um, okay. So here's the thing. I, I have a couple of other things that I want to bring in mind here. Uh, so I want to sort of, for a first pick, hit something that's sort of in the Venn diagram of a lot of different trends of this cast because we have a good amount of male male teams. And we have a good amount of siblings mm. in this season. Yeah. So for my first pack pick of this cast, I'm going to bump, set, and spike this draft by picking Riley and Madison, the volleyball playing brothers. Okay, volleyball bros. Okay, let's uh, talk a little bit about 
the two pro volleyball players that I do like that on the CBS Instagram, they've started sharing some videos about these uh, different contestants. Phil talks about them and says, uh, well, beards are in now. So here are these guys. <laughs> I believe he's actually says beards are very in apparently. So you're very much channeling that Kim McNichol of like, well, I guess this is a thing. <laughs> All right, Mike, why did you go with our uh, bearded volleyball brothers? So I do think on paper or on the court, there, there's a lot in their favor. You know, Phil has said that this season is going to be particularly tough. I think we've seen really with the trend in modern Not as tough season. as nails. No, maybe next season, uh, though. I don't know how volleyball players would really fit in with a lot of the, the occupations there. But suffice it to say, I think a lot of modern amazing race is very just physically taxing, uh, which makes me fear a bit more again for those for those everyday people. than these two are say what you want to about volleyball. These two are professional athletes. Uh, on top of that, you know, I, I think that they have a lot of experience watching the show. Both of them talk in their bios about having grown up watching it. And I think knowing about the show, which there are quite a number of fans in this cast is really going to help them. I think their dynamic is super interesting. They did talk a bit about how, you know, they, they can bicker a bit, but the interesting thing is, you know, we, we have some teammates on this season, but this is the only duo that is used to working in a team of two right like there's no third wheel there are no other people to sort of bounce things off of these two know how the other one works because they can only rely only on each two guys other. to bounce things off of yeah, exactly there, there's no like third stealing angels member yeah exactly so i think they're admittedly i think they're a bit of a wild card team they said that you know they can be a bit they can be a bit uh tempestuous they can sort of have their blow-ups and they also did note that you know endurance uh cardio is not necessarily their strong suit but i think they have many more upsides than downsides plus they also even just from an entertainment perspective they have a youtube channel uh so i think it's very clear they're also going to be you know if they if they are uh these athletes they're going to be the ones that sort of bounce off the screen rather than hey we just happened to hit a ball really well and we got on the amazing race mike what do they do on their youtube channel it's a lot of surprise, surprise volleyball content. Hmm. Uh, it's them sort of breaking down the game, but I think they do some some blogs with each other as well. But they're also solely responsible for the channel, so that's almost like their their second form of income in addition to the pro volleyball circuit. The, the other thing is that uh, they're both, and this will be the, a trend with the other athletes as well this season. They're extremely well traveled. I think Riley spent like a good amount of time in Italy. Madison went to Greece. I think being a pro athlete in general is conducive to doing a lot of travel. And I think you, you, as Jess can attest to, you pick up some things along the way that can certainly at least not hurt you in the race. Okay. Jess or Dan, uh, do you have any sort of uh, disagreeing opinion about uh, Riley and Madison number one? Well, my disagreeing opinion is they were my top choice on my board and I do very poorly usually. So oh. that might be a bad idea, but also I like it though, because I think we've talked before about people that are really good and comfortable on camera and how well they do on the amazing race. And you mentioned their YouTube channel. So while, and I also think of Andy and Tommy, the team that was snowboarders that were athletes, but I might just be because they have beards and that team had beards too. Yeah, it, rem it actually reminds me of the, remember the beards from season 23? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Yes, it. I remember that. Yeah, they have very uh, long beards. Brandon and Adam. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I think that they are going to do well just because they're athletes, but they're, um, We've seen athletes that are not like NFL or basketball or whatever, kind of a different type of athlete that are a little slimmer and they can run and they're just low key. And 
I don't know. I think they're going to do really well. But again, I like them. So, Mike, this could be a problem. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with any of that either. Uh, they were going to be my first pick as well, and I think Mike quite astutely put me at the back of the pack because he knows I am his biggest competition. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, he, he put Dan in second because he likes Dan best, and it's no indictment of no, Dan's I like team. everyone equally. <laughs> I, I will say, I the team that I got the biggest vibe of from these guys was actually Bates and Anthony of season 22 um, who I actually had to Google their names because I did not remember what they were called. I was like very boring, low key hockey brothers because I think it's an easy analog. They were siblings. They were professional athletes. They were well-traveled. They were low key. And I think despite the beards and the kind of flamboyant sense of style we get from these two, they're going to be kind of drama free. And that's a really good asset to have in the amazing race. The thing that I really don't understand, and I hope I will get some explanation of at some point, I just don't feel like a beard down to your belly button and beach volleyball seem like a real, they do not seem like a good combination. I really, I had to, my kid got into some sand and I had to clean sand off his head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that took me 45 minutes. I can't imagine what they must go through to comb the sand out of their beards at the end of a game. (laughs) I can imagine they just keep it in there. Like maybe they just weigh an additional five pounds because there's so much sand accumulated in their beards. No, Jess, when you say a beard down to your belly button, uh, that's not quite as long. You're you're exaggerating here or did they used to have a longer beard? It's called hyperbolic exaggeration. There's no no Matt Bischoff stuff going on. Some people do have that. Well, Matt Bischoff has a beard down to his belly button on a technicality because he only grew up part of it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a choice. Yeah. No, um, not a big Sands fan. Um, they asked. Sand. No. <laughs> Rough and coarse. And I don't like it's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Um, so they asked the uh, Amazing Race players to give three words to describe you. Uh, Riley, I'm going to guess he's the person on the left. Uh, mm-hmm. that he said his three words to describe him are coffee, wine, and happy. <laughs> Is he a live, laugh, love poster? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Either that or he's like equal parts coffee and wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, W-I-N-E. Uh, Mike, I feel like you do a lot of Mad Libs on the B&B. I feel like that uh, he did not nail the exercise here. Yeah, I mean, I think he was trying to be a bit tongue-in-cheek, which again, to Dan's point, I think speaks towards like the, the thing that they're trying to go for. I mean, you can... Uh, it always varies with that. Like, look no further than the hippies in Season 9 as to, like, I do wonder to a certain extent, will that personality, you know, grade on us if they are trying too hard? But I feel like no matter what, if you last long enough in the race, you get worn down so much that veneer goes away of professionalism that like we're gonna see their personality at the end of the day so hopefully it's not as uh rough and grainy as the sand that exists all over their bodies also my favorite question that they ask the amazing race contestants because it gives you a lot of really dark answers uh they ask them what (laughs) scares you the most about traveling what what scares you uh madison tells us the answer uh getting sick the day i landed a new country preventing me from fully enjoying the place i'm in okay uh that's not that dark but there are some very uh dark fears that some of the amazing race players have this season Um, almost all of them could be solved by liam neeson 
(laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're in the clubhouse. Riley and Madison are number one. Dan, are you ready with the number two pick overall? Yes, I am. Well, so Phil made an interesting comment in an article I read. He said, this is going to be the most physically demanding season since season three. I don't remember season three being the most physically demanding season they ever had. So I don't understand that reference. I mean, Ken and Gerard and Terry and Ian, not really the, the really physical yeah, specimens. Maybe they were remembering the, the mean, basket bike stuff. Maybe, maybe. they demanded a lot from Flo. Like yeah. We've had the basket bikes and they nearly killed someone. It just didn't happen That's in true. season three. Low and Floyd. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, um, but so I have to go with somebody who's really athletic because, the, but I'm not going to fall prey to the NFL football player syndrome because that's always a trap. You don't want to fall prey to that. <laughs> football players can't run. You know this now. They're older. They're worn down. So I'm going to go with people that run a lot, which is Kelly and Levon, the hurdlers who they're best friends. They're Olympians. They've won medals. They've won championships. They're still in their 30s. I think they are going to do really well. And they also seem to not be boring because we have a situation where you have, we've had Olympians in the past or athletes where one, they seem like they don't even really know each other. Like they've just been thrown together. We had a team like that in season 30. Yeah, team extreme. Right. And they did well. So that's a good example. But the fact that these two know each other very well and um, also are very skilled, but also seem like they're going to be fun. And I want to pick fun teams. I don't want to pick boring teams, even though they often win a lot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Kelly and LaVon, number two, the hurdlers. Team drive. They look very driven. This was a good choice, Dan. This was definitely a top-tier team for me as well. Same. And they've got some reality TV experience under their belts as well. Um, Kelly is actually also an NFL wife. Uh, She's married to a New York Giants linebacker, and she has made an appearance on Say Yes to the Dress. Oh. Which, not the first Amazing Race person to have appeared on Say Yes to the Dress. Do we know uh, who her husband is? Uh, yeah, she's got a Wikipedia page. Do D'Angelo so. and Gary know who her husband is? <laughs> it's possible they all know each other. Um, I will note that um, the volleyball bros knew who Gary and D'Angelo were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. They they pointed out, I believe they're in the little sneak peek that Phil showed up. Actually, really interesting starting line uh, at night in the Hollywood Bowl. But I believe they like actually outlined the positions that they played previously in the NFL. They knew that much about them. Yeah. I mean, maybe they didn't know who they were, yeah. but they could just look at them and decide from their type. Um, it's uh, Kelly's husband is um, New York Giants linebacker Jasper Brinkley. OK. Now, I know Rob's a not a household guy. name, Jasper no. Brinkley. No. It's it's a great name. Yeah, a great I, name. Really great. Name. Really should be a household good. name. Yeah, yeah. It's no, really, Jasper it's got really good sounds like the name of like a caretaker of a haunted mansion or something. Ooh. <laughs> well, you got to have a career after you get done with the NFL. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, all right. But Dan, let, let's get back to uh, Kelly and Levon. What uh, what else has stood out about them for you? Well, also, too, I mean, LaVon talks about how she passed the Florida bar and then went to the world championships in the same year. So they, this is mm-hmm. something where they, 
I mean, you never know what skills really help you in the amazing race, but I feel like they were, she was doing more than just training to jump hurdles. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, Kelly has one of her hobbies is pole dancing. So, I mean, I'm sure when they have to climb up this big pole, that's going to be helpful, but you know, and uh, or, or the dancing challenges as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. More, probably more that way. Also interesting too, that um, Kelly has kind of an interesting story. I mean, not in a good way, really, but she had kind of a really tough background when she was young. I mean, suffered from abuse in, in 10th grade, even moved out, but now kind of works to spread awareness as a public speaker. So I feel like there's a lot more to them. And generally with something like the amazing race, the fact that they've been on camera, this is not just your typical I hate to say typical Olympic team, like everybody just does the Olympics. Like that's the most typical thing off the street that anyone can do. But also too, I mean, if this is going to be a really physical season, something like I would use season six as a better example, or 25, for example, if they, I mean, you never know because there's things like traveling that they seem to travel a lot too, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to be good at the race, but I feel like if this season's going to really test you, you need to be able to run fast and also they look pretty strong because hurdlers even are different than like a marathon runner. You got to have just like giant calves and legs to be able to jump those hurdles. Phil also said that they were going to be uh, good TV uh, in mm-hmm. one of the CBS preview videos and uh, Phil found uh, Roofer Lee. So uh, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's two for two. No, I mean, I, I I really fell in love with them. Kelly in particular uh, in the video that was posted. I mean, even though my brain pick was Riley and Madison, this is like my heart pick because I really do like Kelly and LeVon. They just seem like they just seem like really chill people to like just gab with for an afternoon. So I hope that comes out through the race uh they have resolved themselves to be like we're not going to get involved with any drama that's going on with the other couples uh they're not going to have many couples to really get involved with drama with anyway but you know i'm, I'm very excited to see them on the race at least they're going to make for great time no matter how long they last okay yeah and you guys are just going down my list so <laughs> let's see if rob picks who is number three on mine no i don't think i will um all right so uh dan said it was a trap but maybe I don't care because give me a man that I've drafted before. I'm going with D'Angelo Williams and Gary. Yep, right down my list. Does Gary not deserve a last name? And also, Gary. Yeah, he only gets one name. He's a, no, Gary. He's a. I believe he, is he a offensive? Is he an offensive lineman? He's a tight end. Oh, he was a tight end. end. Okay, I, let, I let the volleyball players get in, get in my head. Yeah. Okay, which is weird because I believe there's another team on this uh, cast that dresses like they're from the Browns, which is weird that we have a Browns player who's not dressed in orange and, bl- and brown. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're gonna form an alliance. Okay. <laughs> Here they are. I know that Dan says, hey, don't take uh, football players. They're slow and retire. I'll, I'll take a slow D'Angelo Williams uh, a- any day of the week. Uh, I'm excited to watch these guys. D'Angelo Williams, he is a fun guy. He uh, and his partner seem like that they have uh, f- a fun chemistry. D'Angelo Williams seems like he's a really uh, smart person. Also, I know that he was also very much involved with uh, when in the NFL, they used to have uh, breast cancer awareness month. So uh, that he uh, was responsible for like uh, all of the teams wearing like pink in their uniforms. I don't know why they uh, don't do that anymore. But uh, D'Angelo Williams uh, seems like a 
fun person to root for. I don't think that they probably will win the Amazing Race, but I, I will enjoy watching them on my screen this season. So I, I know we brought this up, I think, when the cast got released. And I think we got like a little bit of feedback from Akiva. But Rob, I'd love to, to hear from you as well. Do you think D'Angelo is the most famous oh, far NFL and away. player? Far and away. I, I couldn't even tell you who the second most famous uh, NFL player is. I think I did tweet out a list of all of them at one point. But I would tell you, I had not heard of any of them before they went on the race. And I barely heard of them after it. So it's yeah it's not close i think i even vaguely had heard this name and i do not follow the nfl at all yeah so uh that it is uh d'angelo williams and uh yeah it's it's not close well i have a few tidbits about these guys that i learned today one they co-host the podcast oh called cinnamon and sugar podcast where they talk about they had episodes on conspiracy theories Uh oh no oh no oh no i rescind the pick (laughs) i rescind Uh, the pick one about companionship another one that was basically when you think of jack black what is the first movie you think of that was another podcast that was jack and jill did Look up Gary Barnage on Twitter. Well, I mean, like first of all, the answer is School of Rock, but yes, we can keep going. <laughs> Are you why you a fan of that movie, Mike? Uh, yeah, I, I'm really a fan. Uh, so speaking of Amazing Race contestants, <laughs> <laughs> welcome full circle. Um, one other thing, D'Angelo Williams has a wrestling career that lasted oh. for a very short time where he tried to jump off the top rope and he missed someone and almost hurt his neck and then quit wrestling for a while. So he had like a one time. They mentioned in the bio that Gary right. helped him with his wrestling career. So, you know, wrestling comes up like, you know, like the wrestlers we had that one time on Amazing Race Canada that did get a wrestling challenge. Maybe it will help him. Okay. Well, what's it I mean, called? The sugar and spice? Cinnamon and sugar? Cinnamon and sugar. It has like three iTunes reviews. So mm-hmm. it's big. This kind of sounds like a um, dollar store version of Robin Akiva. <laughs> like just every episode is something. Who's totally cinnamon and who's sugar? One. I yeah. mean, listen, uh, Clarence will tell you that Akiva is no cinnamon. It's far from it. Uh, I, I, I think this is a very fun pick because uh, I do think, you know, they could very well do the Chester and Ephraim and just like get eliminated. Chester you know, and who? And, Akiva? Uh, exactly. In, in the first, in the first. 32 jabronis. the the next guest on 32 uh, Jamokes but you know D'Angelo does have travel experience I think he runs a nonprofit now called American Football Without Barriers where they basically travel around the world and make football camps so he has a lot of international travel which again helps a lot Uh, apparently according to Gary's bio he just runs 5k's for fun so I I take Dan's point that like when you get out of the NFL I mean I think even being in the NFL you're really on a ticking clock as to like your physical uh, limits, but mm-hmm. I do wonder if if Gary was sort of able to keep that up. And I don't know. I, I'm D'Angelo, like you said. I think he's a personality, but I'm looking at, at Papa Gary too. Gary called himself a badass car rider line parent. I think we're gonna get a lot of dad humor out of Gary. Papa Gary. <laughs> this isn't Survivor I, I, I'm Fiji. To, <laughs> I'm going to like watching these guys. I think. Um, for sure. But I think everything Rob said about the NFL thing not being a trap, I think it's absolutely true. They're not that old. Uh, they are younger than, well, at the time of filming, they were younger than three quarters of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not that old. Uh, but P.S., the old people 
this this season are almost all younger than we are. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I want to point out that Gary looks like Wayne from Letterkenny. <laughs> he has the same neck shape. <laughs> well, does so, it help that, that D'Angelo is like brandishing his neck like he's a vampire? <laughs> yeah, well, he needs both arms to get around that neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm inclined to like them. They seem like they've got great attitudes. Also, I have to imagine D'Angelo is not a small guy, but with the two of them standing next to each other, he looks like he's about five foot nothing. So mm-hmm. that means Gary must be huge. And this could be a problem. This could be like a Globetrotters style problem. If they get it into certain challenges, D'Angelo is going to have to do them because if you're over a certain height, you can't get in there. So I would look for that to maybe come up at some yeah. point. Plane rides uh, are not going to be that super fun either. No, plane rides are are no good for for them. Um, but I I think it was a solid pick. That was definitely going to be my next. Pick. Oh, good. So, oh, I feel better yeah. about this. So you all just knocked me right out of competition. So yeah. I'm just going to start when it, when it when it comes to my turn. When we have closed the book on these guys, I am just going to do the Dan Heaton thing of picking players I like and not even caring whether I think they're going to do well or not. Okay. Um, D'Angelo Williams, uh, three words to describe you. A, natural winner. There you go. Does not have an NFL title, though, to his name. D'Angelo Williams. Okay. Great running back. All right. Uh, and he works uh, well in a, in a tandem. Ask Jonathan Williams. Uh, okay. All right. Um, I screwed that up. It's not Jonathan Williams. I forget the other guy that used Jonathan to always Stewart? steal his, uh, Jonathan Stewart that would steal his touchdowns. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Don't tell anybody I, I screwed that up, Dan. All right. Uh, the fourth pick is going to Jess. All right, it's going to Jess. Um, also, I, I like I like watching Rob and Dan have this conversation about football, and Mike and I are just sitting here watching them talk about it like <laughs> yeah, they're speaking a different uh, language. Well, you said Jonathan Stewart, and I was just thinking about Daily Show co-host, personally. Yeah, the Daily Show. Now, Jonathan yeah. Stewart is a terrible fantasy vulture that always you just you don't want him on your team, but you don't want the other guy, so it's bad news. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so for my next pick, I'm going to go. Well, for my first pick, I'm going to go with a strategy that has helped me before in countless other drafts, including many drafts with our very own Dan Heaton. Uh, And that strategy is I'm going to choose the youngest team on the board because you pretty much almost always get far just based on your youthful energy. So give me the siblings, Aparna and Eswar. Okay. This is another one of my heart picks. I I really like them. All right. Aparna and Eswar. Here we go. All right. Yeah, I think they they seem like they've got really great energy. They have extremely big smiles and very white teeth, which kind of brings some Blake and Paige upside to the table. Uh, they are very driven. They are they're entrepreneurs. They kind of have their own competitions going. They have good ideas. They are forming their own companies and they are they're really excited to be out there and and to be running this race. And I think like many people on this, on this cast, they grew up watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about watching the race going to tonight, India in season 10, which is a fairly long time ago. So this really has been part of their upbringing. They know the game inside and out. And I think 
I think they have a strong relationship. I think they're going to do fairly well. I don't know if I have them on my winner board, but I have them on my go very far board. Okay. Yeah. Fitting that you brought up uh, the Amazing Race 3 because Eswar is working on something that he uh, is working on a product <laughs> called Slow to make you more organized and intentful as you use the internet. I don't know what happened to Zach. Uh, and I believe Aparna is working on like an anti-AI software, right? Is it a- anti-AI? I think it's like trying to like curb AI, right? To like try to have us from living out that dystopian Black Mirror future. It's really trying to yeah. like... Just trying to postpone the singularity. Okay, maybe we can get her and uh, Christian Hubicki on some sort of a TED Talk to uh, get to the bottom <laughs> of this. Yeah, we need a debate between the two of them. Uh, but yeah, so this is... And the Renap- uh, I, I really, I really like this group. Like, I think this is like a great. I mean, again, even just getting a, we haven't seen their cast video yet, but even just like the, from the small glimpse we saw, I really like them. They seem very exuberant, but like seem to get along really well. Uh, Aparna, in particular, just seems like she is shot out of a cannon, and that makes me very excited. I think she, her hobbies are playing tennis, writing in cute coffee shops, preparing for my Bollywood breakout volunteering for feminist organizations, going out to dance with my friends, bothering my boyfriend for photo shoots, setting flight <laughs> price alerts to jet off somewhere, hosting board game nights that involve lying, and of course, watching CBS reality TV shows. Wow. Uh, yeah. And on top of that, she's helping prevent, you know, Skynet from taking over. So really, Aparna is a superhero. These are, this is a group that I want to see last as long as possible. I think what they represent is awesome. I think I think they're originally from Chennai as well. And I do think like looking at like Tammy and Victor, for example, uh, especially if they do end up going to India, I think that could very well help them. My only downside is if this season ends up being like physically intense in terms of like, hey, pick something heavy up and move it over to another place 30 times, that might not be their strong suit, but it's hard to find many other weaknesses among them. I agree. Uh, I think that, I mean, the fact that they've done so much, her bio is so long, not just the hobbies. I think she wins the bio competition. She also has a PhD that she's pursuing in philosophy of Mm -hmm. computer vision from Cornell. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're 26 and 24. What have I done with my life right now? (laughs) But um, I, I, they were my third choice on my list and the top two had gone so um i think it's a great pick and i i'm excited about them and i could also i could paint a picture to myself of them being in the final three for sure yeah i don't see them going all the way but i can absolutely envision them in the final three i i liked as far as uh, answer of um what what do you what are you most afraid of when you travel yeah and he says i'm uh, getting a stiff neck on an airplane i get it I yeah I I, I, I mean, feel bro that's, that's not a fear though that's a perturbance <laughs> it's it's an inevitability mm-hmm. yeah like maybe maybe you give maybe you get some power over your fears if you're just afraid of something that's definitely going to happen that's mm. weird though like is a haunted house for Esquire like you walk in and like your shoe is untied is that your greatest fear <laughs> that like something will mildly annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I could remember know, the name of the New York Giants linebacker who runs the uh, haunted house. Oh, Jasper Brinkley. Jasper Brinkley's <laughs> <laughs> haunted house. <laughs> I'm learning so much about football and other things. But that's why I think he, he says he's a fast learner. And that's two words. And so he really gave 
four words to describe himself, but we're not going to quibble. I think that's a really underrated skill on The Amazing Race, though. You have to be adaptable to whatever that gets thrown at you, and it's probably not something you've done before. So I like that he's also kind of looked at things that may come handy on the race and learned how to do those things. He said he didn't know how to swim until a couple of years ago, but he learned pretty quickly, and now he goes surfing. So... I I like this pairing. I think her energy and his adaptability will be assets in the race. All right. Before Mike Bloom makes his second pick to kick off round two of the Amazing Race draft, I want to take a moment and thank a sponsor. Those are our friends over at Beach Body On Demand. Beach Body On Demand. This is the workout at home program that you can put on any sort of web enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Apple TV, and you could be doing high quality workouts in whatever type of workout discipline you choose in the privacy of your own home, and they've got a great offer where you can get a special free trial membership when you text RHAP to 303030. Try out Beachbody On Demand for free. Look, the holidays are around the corner. This is what happens to me every year for the last five years. I start out the year in January, and I am super disciplined. I am locked in, but when we get to this time of year, in the fall, I keep getting derailed. Beachbody On Demand is there to support you. Don't wait until January to get on a new physical fitness regimen. You finally figured out what to be doing when you're working from home. Now, add Beachbody On Demand to your discipline so you can make sure that the holidays don't tack on those extra 10, 15 pounds and you get to January and you're way behind the eight ball because Beachbody On Demand, they have so many different programs that you could choose from. P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, and new programs like Muscle Burns Fat and 80 Day Obsession with the best trainers, Tony Horton, Autumn Calabrese, Joel Freeman, that's my guy. He does Lift 4. That's my favorite program on Beachbody On Demand. They've got the best programs, bodybuilding, weight training, cardio, high-intensity interval training, yoga, even dance workouts. Work out on your schedule in as short as 10 minutes a day that don't require a bunch of extra equipment. You want to get in shape to go on the amazing race one day? If there's ever an amazing race ever again, this is what you need to do. Access it anywhere, whether you are at your home or somewhere else on your phone, on your computer computer, on your TV, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, you name it. It's the best deal in fitness and listeners of Robinson Podcast can try it absolutely for free. Plus, what I love about so many of these programs is that they have worksheets. When I write down what I'm doing for my physical fitness, it really helps me. That's why I love the different worksheets you get with P90X and Lift4 and a bunch of the different programs on Beachbody On Demand. Get a free Trial membership. Text RHAP to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform, all the workouts, nutritional information, and support. Absolutely free. Just text RHAP to 303030. Now let's get back to our draft of The Amazing Race 32. Mike Bloom is on the clock. All right. We come back around now to Mike Bloom, who will make his second and final pick in The Amazing Race 32 draft. It's a high stakes pick, Mike. It is because here's the thing, like in terms of the optics of my team, like I don't want it to look so samey samey, but to be candid, 
I really do feel like the guy guy teams, most of them, like it's a very top heavy guy guy season. I don't know if that's cast purposely. You know, what I did notice is the more we think about it, the last male male team that won the amazing race was eight seasons ago was Dave and Connor. And it sort of reminds me, it reminds me, Oh no, let's not talk about that. It reminds (laughs) me of, um, in like amazing race, Canada Four, how three male, male teams had won in a row. And so they ended up casting maybe not the most elite athletes for uh, male, male teams for amazing race, Canada Four. I, I don't know. Again, I'm not looking too much into casting, whether or not they swung into the other direction, but you know what? Let's, I'm going to do it. Uh, I, I, sorry. I really, I really love so many of the other teams here. If I had one more pick, I would love to throw another team in here, but I, I got to finish my team off with, it's going to be a uh, fully team super fan bros. I'm taking Will and James, the dating reality TV veterans. Oh, okay. Good pick. All right. Here comes Will and James that they are reality TV super fans. And here they are. Ready to compete on the amazing race. Yeah, so they are one of only two dating couples this season. That's another reason why this season is pretty atypical. I think a lot of seasons, especially in that middle era, were just rife with these young dating couples. And between this and one more, like we really don't have that much. But these two, you have probably seen them before. Uh, Will, I believe, was a runner up a few seasons ago on America's Next Top Model. Uh, James appeared with his sister on the CW, CW show Capture, which is essentially like a very intense version of Tag. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's, I think, more so than that. These two are probably the biggest fans of the race that we have on this season, to the point where James applied for the show nine times with various people, including his own family members for the family edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to keep trying until they found somebody that uh, they wanted to see him with. And I think, you know... A little bit of an insult that... to all his other family members. <laughs> exactly. Like, the, you were clearly no, the no, wrong No, variable. no, no. Oh, who's this? And look, <laughs> the, it's, super fandom does not mean everything. Let's go to, what is it, Dennis and Erica, or whatever their name was from season 25, the super fans who, who went out second. But I think these guys being such big fans and so knowledgeable about the show is going to help. I mean, look no further than like Tyler and Corey, you know, when you have general knowledge about how the show works or how reality TV works, that can certainly help them. They're very well traveled. I think their dynamic is very good too. Uh, And I think there's also a lot of boxes that they tick. Well, for example, not only works in global health, which gives him that accessibility to international information, but is also a dance instructor. And if there's one thing that Modern Amazing Race loves to do again and again, it's keep a beat or dance or sing. And I'd like to imagine that these two are probably going to have the biggest advantage when those competitions show up. I mean, you're not wrong, Mike. This is a good pick for those reasons. I think they they definitely know the show extremely well. They know this universe extremely well. And I think those are good assets. I will tell you, I'm going to go ahead and put it on the record why I did not pick them. Okay. So they are super fans of reality TV. Clearly. They follow Rob on Twitter. Yeah. They do not follow Mike. They do not follow Dan and they do not follow me. And if you're going to follow, they follow Josh Wiggler. They follow Rob. They don't follow me. If you're not going to follow me on Twitter, but you're going to follow Rob, which means you clearly know what RHAP is, I'm not going to pick you for my Amazing Race team because that is disrespectful (laughs) to the entire Amazing Race podcast as a franchise. So I I can't root for them. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, sorry to hear. I mean, I'm a good follow. 
Okay, <laughs> you are not disputing. Maybe they're like Game of Thrones fans or something. Yeah, That's exactly. entirely possible. You are a great follow. Josh is a great follow. I'm not going to unrecommend that, but mm-hmm. so it's Mike and so is Dan and so am I. If, so, they, if they follow you now between the release of this podcast and the premiere, will you then get on the bandwagon with them? I, I could be persuaded to get on the bandwagon, but if they do it just because they hear me calling them out for not doing it, I, you know, that's, that's like a pity follow. Yeah. I'm not going to take it. You know, if in your heart, if it's true or not. Yeah. I, I will know in my heart uh, that they, they just, they just want that energy. They don't really care about me. <laughs> I, yes, Dan. I also wonder too. I mean, I know that James is a huge Amazing Race fan. I mean, he wanted to be on the Family Edition. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. But um, Will, I don't know. Will talks about supporting him, and I know he's big into reality TV. But this may be one of those cases where you have somebody who's really into the show, and then somebody who's like, "Oh, you're into that." Well, I'm into that too. Which those that can work out. That's great. But I wonder about that and just. I don't know. I didn't get vibes that they were going to go on for a long way. I feel it's so stupid, but I feel like he's almost too big a fan. Like hmm. I almost think I think about Gary and Will, that team, you know, <laughs> and how like, you know, they they did all kinds of crazy stuff to be on the show and then they get on the show and they just, you know, they one of them Gary there seems so miserable to be there. Just I mean, listen, to I, I don't want to besmirch Gary and Will, but put those two side by side <laughs> with Will and James. Uh, and I think it's a bit of a different story. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. But it's a good point, Dan. And how many how many amazing race teams have we seen where one of them just jumps out and has the like super strong personality? And then the other one is just kind of there because you have to have two. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, obviously, I think Will's been on. I mean, I'm sorry, I did not see season 21 mm. of America's Next Top Model, so I can't <laughs> say. But yeah. cycle, on the cycle 21, excuse me. Cycle but 21. I, I think, <laughs> I do think, though, it's interesting. I mean, I wonder about fears, too. I mean, Will's fear is he's 6'6", and he's afraid if he doesn't get enough sleep on a plane, he's not going to be his best. So maybe that could be what brings him down. Not enough sleep on a plane. Will is also terrified of taxis, which should be very interesting. <laughs> terrified of taxis? That's yeah. what he wrote. He said that apparently, I think it's, I think it's, it's a control thing that he doesn't like having someone else, which I could imagine an amazing race. Like I think any amazing race player would be like, yeah, I, I, taxis are the most anxiety inducing part of the race in general. So I don't think it's that unfounded, but it is a little weird that he said it, you know, out of the blue. Hmm. Yeah, like being in control in when I'm traveling and giving up control to a taxi driver uh, terrifies me. Okay. Well, I mean, how many times have we seen people get screwed by a taxi driver? I think it's a totally yeah. valid fear. See, Dan, maybe he is a fan. Hmm. <laughs> well, I think he's a fan. Yeah. And again, being a fan, like I said, isn't always a great thing. Maybe he's going to be like, it doesn't mean as much. So he might be able to keep a cooler head and do better. I don't know. What about an Uber? Well, oh, Uber yeah. is is a little different because the Uber you have a little more control over at least summoning the Uber. You have the app, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you sort of get like me in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like you have some modicum of control, but you're not exactly driving the car. Okay, yeah, you can sit in the back seat with your finger over the one star review until they get you where you want to go when you want to get there. So I, I feel like maybe an Uber would be preferable. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right uh it comes to, uh, back to jess here with the uh, number six pick overall okay well i i really 
feel like now that I have said my piece about Will and James, I have to put my money where my mouth is and I'm going to pick the team that actually is following me on Twitter. Oh, okay. Ooh, that is what you preach. Yep. So this is how I know that they're at least RHAP fans, if not fans of everything having to do with Amazing Race. Well, I guess it's be? theoretically possible. Um, it's theoretically possible that you could be just listening to us and not super into Amazing Race, but I kind of think that's not the case. So give me Chi and Hung. Ah. ah. Old parents team. <laughs> yeah, five years younger than me. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> know yes. uh, they're fun. Yeah, they they seem like they are. They have a lot of interesting qualities that I think will be underappreciated skills going into the amazing race. And I think it might end up they might end up having an edge on some of these strange challenges. Like, I think we need to call out in particular the fact that she once ate five pounds of pizza in 60 minutes. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a skill. Like, how many times have we seen that on the Amazing Race? He well, might have even I, I, done yeah, it. Yeah, text Josh. So find out if that's even possible. Yeah, I was just I wonder if this is like a man versus food thing, or if this is like his buddies were like, "Yeah, look at all this pizza, but you can't eat it in an hour," uh, and then just see what happens. I bet he got a T-shirt. <laughs> that sounds like the kind of thing. If you finish it, you get a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five pounds of pizza. I mean, that's an incredible amount of pizza. I mean, how many slices is that? How much does a slice of pizza weigh? Not That's got to be at least pound? like. I mean, a pizza yeah, is not five pounds. No, a pizza is probably two pounds. I think See. Dan's got it right. It's probably two and a half pizzas in sixty minutes. How? I can eat two and a half pizzas in uh, sixty minutes. A basic DiGiorno pepperoni pizza cut into four slices would be just under one hundred ninety-five grams for one slice. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Talk American, Mike. Uh, 25, 27.5 ounces for a basic DiGiorno oh. pepperoni pizza. Yeah, yeah DiGiorno is about, 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 about a pound and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but DiGiorno is smaller than a New York style pizza. I feel right. like a New York so, style large right. pizza. Listen to this. A 16 inch <laughs> pizza weighs 17.75 ounces. So that's almost four pizza or four, uh, yeah, four pizzas and change. Four pizzas. Yeah, four in, pizzas. In that's three minutes. That's a lot of pizza. That's impressive. Is there so video of this? Go to Italy and just eat all the pizza that they can. The Italy pizza is smaller. It's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. So that's a skill. That is an amazing race skill. Remember the entire ostrich egg. Remember mm-hmm. the two pounds of caviar. Remember the Hungarian soup orchestra. So that's impressive. That's impressive, yeah. Chi. She's going to be good at this. Yes. Um, and I I like that they are both um, incredibly professionally accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a really helpful thing. They are very open to learning about different cultures and they're comfortable in a variety of environments. I think that's really helpful. Um, so I like that they are, they seem like they're really prepared for anything. And it's possible that they just kind of, they sought me out on social media because they aren't going to last very long and they just want to know everything everybody says about them. But I think they're true fans of the show and of our show. And so for that reason, I support them. 
So uh, in addition to eating five pounds of pizza in 60 minutes to eat to win the pizza eating challenge, uh, coincidentally, they asked Chi, uh, what scares you the most about traveling? Uh, food poisoning, he said. Oh, no. So, well, listen, you're putting so much in your body, it increases the proportion. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, I think, well, Hung had the really scary one of what scares you the most about traveling, suffering a tragic accident and dying without seeing my family again. Yeah. I mean, yes, Nailed it. you're the winner, but don't put that idea in my head, please. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. What I will say that also is interesting about this team is the hung of it all, uh, because I think Easy. this is uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, we know that she bangs because they have two children, uh, but I think that or three children. But I, I think that this is a dynamic. Rob is literally face <laughs> falling. <laughs> I, I just I just felt myself in the future getting unfollowed. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> but uh, this is a dynamic that is like very concrete. Like both Phil and Hung and she were very upfront about how she is the more type A person on the team and he is the more laid back type. Uh, you know, she's a professional development coach. I think she wrote her bio of what she does. I turn potential into promotions. Ooh. Uh, so I, I think that it helps their dynamic that they're going to be able to come in knowing each other. You know, they've been together for almost 15 years. They've been married for 10. So they know how the other one works. I think we just have to figure out how flexible that is. You know, I do not want this to turn into like a Travis and Nicole situation from season 23. where like everyone's so regimented in their roles that when the onus gets put on another person, it really shakes them. But I'm hopeful that Hung and she last a while. They also are using the amazing races like their honeymoon that they never went on, which is an interesting uh, choice. But hopefully it means that they're going to enjoy themselves while they travel around the world. Yeah, smart. That's a good idea. I also wonder, too, I mean, there you have all these competitive teams. I mean, not that they won't be competitive, but teams that are like, I win. I'm an athlete. I win. And you have a team that's like, we're going to take a vacation. This is going to be fun. And while she seems like an alpha and they're going to try, I wonder if that like the teams that are a little less intense might actually glide forward you've seen those teams where they finish you just go oh they're fourth they're fifth they're fourth they're fifth and you're like Mm -hmm. wow they're in the final four how did that happen Mm -hmm. because they're laid back and they're not every challenge isn't a chance to just fall apart now if they take kind of that attitude i think they could be a sneaky team that could last a lot longer than we think okay i mean the only the only thing you have to do every leg of the amazing race is not come in last yeah the only one you have to win is the last one all right, we're back to me. Seventh pick, second person, second team for Team Rob. Uh, Jess, I really did like uh, Hung and Chi. They were high on my board. But I have one other team that I'm also very high on. And I'm going to go with a father and son team. It's Jerry and Frank. Wow, Rob, you're doing like team sports right now. Yes, you took the team UNFL sports. Players and NBA. you took the, uh, the, to the Kentucky basketball player. Yes, Jerry and Frank, because uh, look. Uh, Nothing but dudes between Rob and Mike. Okay. You All know, right. Hey, I still have another pick. People. I still have another pick to go. It's true. Okay. Uh, so here's Jerry and Frank. And uh, Jerry, he's a, he's a legend. In his uh, in his uh, town, that he is a uh, basketball coach. His son uh, sells 
luxury vehicles to high profile clients in the world of the NBA and the NFL. Uh, I like their dynamic, uh, that they're, uh, ath- they're athletic, uh, that, uh, Frank, uh, I'm sorry, Jerry is, uh, 61, but getting it done. He does talk radio. These guys are fun. They're fun. Yeah. What do you think? No good. I mean, I'll be, no I'll good. Be completely candid. I mean, I'm I'm excited for them because this is also the only parent-child team that we had. I'll admit they were not very high on my list for a couple of reasons, but I'm excited to see them improve because they sort of have that like Ron and Christina vibe for me. And Phil even talks about how they like have a lot of unfinished business between them hmm. where, you know, uh, Jerry obviously had his, has his own career as a basketball player. Frank, I think for a while wanted to be a basketball player and was mentored and coached by his father. So there's some stuff they need to work through and I don't want to be ageist, but I mean, Jerry is the most senior member of this cast and, and it's not even close. So I'm, I'm hopeful that they're able to keep pace, but I agree from a personality perspective I think they're very exciting. For some reason, Jerry called Frank the James Bond of James Bonds, and I want them to last long enough for them to explain what the hell that means. (laughs) (laughs) Much like the next James Bond movie, this season has been significantly delayed and pushed back over and over and over. What's no time to race? (laughs) No time to race. Uh, so I, I I like Jerry and Frank, and I felt like that they really won me over. On uh, I saw them on on video. They're having fun. I mean, you can't underestimate a, a good attitude yes. in the race. Mm-hmm. And True. we have seen father and son teams go very far and in, even win. Um, so we can't rule it out. And they're in good shape and they have a good bond. I think James it's Bond. Not, yes. <laughs> They've got the good bond of good bonds. Yeah. Uh, and, and just it was nice that. Go ahead, Rob. I was going to speak to that. Okay. And while, you know, Frank has not followed it in his dad's footsteps of being a basketball player, this is how maybe he could finally win dad's approval when they win the amazing race. You did say that he sells luxury cars to professional athletes. Can we sense like a mortgage gate thing going on here with them <laughs> and D'Angelo and Gary of like offering some cars under the table in exchange for, you know, get, getting eliminated. The hey, next leg. Whatever it takes. <laughs> I mean, I'm more concerned. There's um, we ha- there's a team we haven't talked about yet that also includes somebody who works in luxury car sales. Is there going to be a bond there or are they going to be like, bond? are they going to do like, are they going to do a whole like Glen Gary, Glen Ross thing where they're like fighting each other because they're both in sales? Pit stops are for closers. That's right. They're like, there can be only one mm-hmm. luxury car salesman. All right. Dan. Yeah, also, I wanted to mention too that um, Frank, I mean, he played division one basketball for Appalachian State and like was a starter. And so, and also played professional in England. So, I don't know what that means with the race. I mean, maybe if there's a basketball challenge, they could either one could do the roadblock, but um, they, I had them pretty high up, like in the Leave middle. Five or six. Jerry, not to Frank. <laughs> yeah, Frank, you didn't make it. You didn't make the NBA. Don't do it. <laughs> but um, they're interesting. They, I, I think they could do okay. You know, I, I, I like it. I like the pick route. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Dan. I'm glad somebody likes it. All right. Uh, Dan, you have back-to-back picks. 
you know, I've been wondering. I'm like, I made a pick, and I'm like, I've been sitting here for like a half hour. What is, when am I going to pick again? Yes. <laughs> oh, this is this is terrible. Um, you know, and you know that the team I pick first is going to be first one out, and then I'll be like, oh, here we go. All right, so. I was kind of happy that this team was still around and this is completely different from my point earlier when I said I needed someone athletic. I needed the team that was the strongest because of this season. So I'm going to go in the other end because they did, you know, they've already getting shown in the sneak peek. They've got their videos and I'm going to take Alana and Leo, the dating couple, oh, because, the Tinder couple. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and we don't need to worry about following, right? Cause I'm pretty sure that's Steven Vishback and Gabby, Gabby Pascuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarro fishback. Here he is. He finally made it onto the amazing race. Yes, finally. It. Yes. We're last season. <laughs> it's so, Steven and Gabby. I don't know about this. I mean, they, you know, they they really are brainy. This is not just a case. I know they talk about it in the sneak peek because they wear glasses, but I mean, Alana has an MFA in poetry and that was her thesis. I mean, he plays the violin and does vegetable gardening. I mean, there's they're definitely how they look is not completely like off. However, I think, you know, we've seen plenty of teams like this that um, you look at them and you go, oh, how are they going to do physically? But they have a good relationship and they're kind of I mean, this is a kind of team that I feel like finishes fifth. And I know, <laughs> hey, I'm not going for the winner here or something, but I feel like we've seen plenty of teams like this. And I also just want to have a team that I kind of enjoy and want to root for. And I look at them and I'm like. And this is, again, going against. This is why I lose the drafts. But <laughs> I want to root for them. I, I like their the attitude they have. Um, I've heard that they that they may be getting married some point soon or have. So spoiler, they already did. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's you know, that doesn't spoil. I mean, it spoils that this show was not shot last month. <laughs> but um, basically, I think they're cool. And fun and I would not be shocked to see them what I said earlier about a team that's a little more laid back and isn't as competitive I could see that working here too Jess are you swiping right or left on Alana and Leo well I I have a lot of thoughts I have more notes about this team than I do about any other team you have a lot of thoughts or Alana thoughts (laughs) both I have a lot of thoughts and Alana thoughts Uh, first of all her master's degree is in poetry and I think like of all of the advanced degrees you could have that would help you on the amazing race, an MFA in poetry has got to be dead last. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, there that one roadblock you do where you have to memorize a poem sometimes. Maybe oh, that's in her wheelhouse. Fair point. Um, but I think she's more about creating and I guess it kind of improves your creative process. She's probably very good at thinking on her feet. I don't know. I guess I'm now I'm envisioning your MFA program in poetry is like the eight mile rap battle but probably not correct <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that the the like panel is just people going choke 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 as you <laughs> that's, battle. that's how you defend a thesis mike that's what it is <laughs> um i will say i had the opposite reaction to dan i was thinking they almost never cast the nerd team like there's very few teams it's not a given that you're going to get nerd teams every year and i was thinking like yale it was kind of a nerd team that was like the last one i think but you have to look like all the way back i think it was season nine that had people that were like outspoken nerds so that makes me think yes yes 
So what do you have to do to catch the eye of the amazing race? If you're a nerd in casting, because you know, there are a lot of them in casting. They just never get cast. So how did these two get on? What are they hiding? There's something there. There's a secret sauce and that might be what propels them further in the race. I think that they had the Tinder part. I think that like, Ooh, Tinder, that's hot. It's 2018. Oh, on, everybody meets it's 2018. Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. 18. <laughs> I, I, in my head, it's like, I'm hey, we're, we're nerds from Tinder. Oh, okay. That's, we haven't had that before. I, I'm sure that's like, that's got to be 85% of the casting pool at this point is like nerds that met on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, we got to pick one. I, yeah, I don't love it. But I, I have a couple of things that I really like about them that I'm going to point out. Yes. Um, one is that they did just get married and he took her last name. So I quite like that. That's very cool and progressive. Um, All right, they're, they're the Folsoms, aren't they? Yes, they are the Folsoms now. Well, his um, original last name was Leo Brown. That's a little, uh, you know, hard little, to Google. Yeah, yeah, but that could have put him in a natural alliance with Gary. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> um, so I, I is like he Brown that. Folsom or is he full Folsom? I think he's full Folsom. At least he is on Twitter. Um, they, I love that the team that was just newly dating when they. And they shot the race is now married. Uh, one thing that was really funny I, that I liked a lot about them was the, they found some news article that was naming all of the teams and their relationship dynamic. And for some reason, like one of the couples got called dating and then their their descriptor was lovers. And so they ran with it. <laughs> so they're using the hashtag beloved lovers and kind of like that SNL sketch about mm-hmm. the professors. Rachel Dratch, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I, I, at first I saw that and I'm like, is that a totally earnest hashtag that they've adopted for themselves? In which case I hate them and I want them out first. But no, it's, it's ironic and it's very funny. Uh, I want to I want to editorialize if I ever worked on the staff of like relationships. Like, yeah, there's something there. Like yeah. you got it for her, you know, just like trying to establish the relationship through the varying <laughs> scales. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm I'm so torn with this team because I don't know. I think that because they're hyped up so much about the brains, that makes me feel like they're going to be the team that's surprisingly physically adept. Because I do feel like, to Dan's point, you have like them and D'Angelo and Gary as sort of set up as the two pillars of brains <laughs> yeah. versus brawn. Uh, and I guess everyone else's beauty from that perspective. Uh, <laughs> I, and it, I think their relationship is going to be really interesting because Alana, you know, one of the questions they ask in the bio is like, what do you hope to get from the amazing race? And Alana wrote, I hope to gain a deeper trust and better understanding of Leo, especially in high stress situations. My trust in myself can falter and I want to see how much I can rely on him. We are great compliments to each other, great partners. And yeah, I want to test that. So I can totally see in my mind's eye right now, like a sequence where uh, Alana is struggling at a roadblock, but Leo is giving her encouragement, but not giving things away because that would be a penalty. And like, that's how she's able to power through. I do feel like their relationship, no matter how far they go, is going to be like the source of their edit. Yeah, It's it's a good thought. Yeah. I also wanted to point out that Phil in the intro does say the things that you need in the amazing race. And he went brains brawn. I was like, Oh my gosh, he's going to, he's going to go to beauty. But no, he said brains brawn teamwork with a little bit of luck. So currently this is amazing race brains brawn teamwork and luck. Apparently. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to call out Leo too, with some of his answers where when they asked what scared him and he listed a lot of things, losing my passport, <laughs> getting abducted, missing my flight, riding the train in the wrong direction, that sort of thing. 
So, and also he's excited about exposing my senses to everything a search engine or social media post could never capture. Ooh. I don't know. Well, that's getting all- kidnapped probably does. <laughs> that's that's how you get list. food poisoning. Just ask Chi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my one final thought on these two is they are taking a hashtag that has been used before and not beloved lovers, but they are branding themselves as the green team. Yeah, I do see some. I do see some green team upsides. Cease with these and desist. Uh, yeah, I know one but, podcast they will not be guesting on anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I would fear the wrath of Justin on this one, but I also think they might have a little green team upside in that they are a team of people that seem very familiar with the show and very driven to do well, but not necessarily people that the show is going to go out looking for. So mm-hmm. they're kind of like a surprise wildcard ingredient as Justin and Diana were, who turn out to be much more equipped for the show than maybe previously thought. So I could see them having a little green team upside, even though I'm pretty sure they're going to get some threatening letters about using that hashtag. <laughs> okay. Let me set the stage here. Three picks are left. I have a pick. Dan has a pick and Jess has a pick. It'll go it'll go Dan, Jess, I'll get whoever is left. There are three teams left. Uh there are best friends, Nathan and Cody, sisters, Caitlin and Haley, and other sisters, Michelle and Victoria. Okay. So Dan, do you want sisters or best friends? Or sisters. I was tempted to pick the team that reminds me of another team that did poorly. But I'm not going to pick them because um, I'm I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to fall into a trap. You know, I'm going to pick a team that does a lot of what I think is one of the crazier things, which is noodling. A team okay. Yes. Put their hands into the water, into the mouths of catfish, pull them out. And <laughs> I think if a team can do that. So this is Nathan and Cody, just so I don't bury the lead. But a team. Team that can do that, that can do noodling. I watched a local news segment today about noodling where the guy from the local news got a big elbow bruise trying to do it. So it's serious stuff. And I don't mean to pick on one thing, but, you know, they're the small town team. They're the Mark and Bopper. They're the so many other teams. I mean, we've seen sometimes the small town team goes out first, like in season 22, not 22, the one with, um, one of those. There was a team that went out with the three teams that went at the very end. Oh, yeah. That was 22. Right. I was getting confused with the other time, which was 25. Uh, 22, you know, that did that. They remind me a little bit of that, but I think this team's going to do better than that. I feel like, um, could be wrong. I feel like their first went out of their fourth place. So that's mm. that's where they're going to be. No, I mean you're right that like the the you know the the small town never stepped outside my state borders until this race team. Like we see this as soon as Eric and Daniel, the firefighting twins, made it to like fifth place. I think Tim and Danny on season twenty three made it to like sixth place. So it really does shoot for like that middle place finish if if they don't struggle in the beginning. I I am I want to see them. We haven't seen their video yet, so I don't really get a sense as to like how they interact with each other. Cause I think they're even from separate States. Uh, Nathan's from Dayton, Tennessee and Cody is from the lovingly named town of paint lick, Kentucky. Uh, which, What's that paint lick, Kentucky. Paint yeah, lick, that is, Kentucky. that is up there with French lick, Indiana, as far as great town names with, was lick there just somebody on a lick spree that was naming a bunch of cities as they were going around the Midwest. Well, a lick is a place where um, it's a salty place where animals go to like eat mm. the salt. This is where oh, well. people go to eat the paint. 
there was definitely some paint licking yeah back in back in my high school days but i don't want to talk about that uh my my thing is you know i think like you said dan if they fall into this trip like david and mary i think is like the and mark and bop are the two biggest paragons of this right like the fan favorite aspect that can come from the wide-eyed optimism we even saw that so far in the preview my concern is again if this is a very physically intense race uh, I think Cody works for like an environmental firm and Nathan is a lazy boy manufacturer. Mm. And so I am, my hope is that they're not going to recline into bottom positions uh, when push comes to shove. <laughs> Dan, can I ask you a little bit more about the noodling? <laughs> yeah, so, um, why, so why? why? Why do you need to cat? What is it just because you can, or is that the ideal way to catch a catfish is with your bare hands? I think it's it's both. From what I've heard, it's and I would not claim to be an expert. There's a movie called Oki Noodling that I once saw that is really digs into this. But basically, I think the idea is one, it's kind of like you're showing your strength. You're like, I am gonna be one with nature and I'm gonna grab that catfish. And I'm gonna like they had one where this guy grabbed this like 40 pound catfish and his arm was all the way up its mouth and um a little That's disturbing. Like but also you get this. Yeah. Yeah, you get injured. You, um, I think it's like this whole like man versus nature kind of thing. And also, I don't know, maybe it is very good. Maybe it's something that, that helps you to get fish e- easier. If there's catfish that are just right there that you can just get, maybe it's great. But there's also, I saw a thing where the guy was like reaching under a rock. So maybe it's helpful for finding catfish that are hard to find. I don't know. It's, mm. it's a tough question. But also, weirdly enough, they do this, but then Cody, Obsessed with safety. I read he wrote a blog post about safety that you can find online. He loves to talk about safety. He won a safety award. Wait, is it noodling safety or just just general safety? (laughs) They both actually work for Lazy Boy. The other one's an environmental and sustainability manager at Lazy Boy. So they both work there. So it's interesting. Look look, look at you, Lazy Boy, helping the planet. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I don't know. I mean, so maybe they know how to do noodling, but also to be safe doing it. And that's what's going to propel them to victory. Mm, okay. Yeah. I can say that I think some of the qualities that we usually associate with this kind of team are not necessarily present with Nathan and Cody. Because usually we have this like wide eyed, like optimism of I've never seen anything in the world and I can't wait to get out of my comfort zone. And these two talk about where they want to go in the world with this air of knowing a lot about the world. Like they mm. don't pick the very first obvious choice. Um, you have Nathan saying that he wants to go to Southern Vietnam because it is supposed to be beautiful. And then you have Cody's answer is he wants to go to Bali because one of his life goals is to scuba dive with the Mola Mola. And I feel like that's not a response you usually get for someone who's never been out of their home state. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that this team necessarily fits that mold the way that we're usually accustomed to having them fit it. So they might be stealthily very good at traveling. Okay. Now, when he means swimming with the Mola Mola, does he mean sticking his hand in a crevice in Bali and catching a Mola Mola? I'm not sure. It's an ocean sunfish. It's not unlike a catfish. Okay, um, so maybe that's his goal. He wants to noodle around the world. Mm-hmm. It's a weird looking fish. I can see why you would want to Get in there with that. That is <laughs> your fan. Oh my god, that thing is huge. Hand down its gullet. Yeah, Pull you're right not out. sticking your hand down its gullet. It's sticking its gullet down you. Oh yeah, that thing is giant. I, that's got to be a Photoshop. That can't be how big that thing is. 
I don't know. No, how, here's a guy. How. Here's the guy holding it um, in an article about mola mola mortality events. And I don't know what happened to that guy after he finished holding the fish, but I think that's about how big they normally are. Oh my god! I don't think I could be more scared of the ocean until I met the mola mola. Yeah, I think the answer of what scares me most about traveling may have changed. <laughs> yeah, the, the mola mola. Yeah, I have one more thing that bothers me about these guys. Yes, um, which is that um, Cody is wearing a brown shirt and orange shorts. And Nathan is wearing an orange shirt and black shorts. Like, get it together, uh, Nathan. Why can't you get some brown shorts? Well, I think you get some brown shorts after you swim with the mola mola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, do people podcast. <laughs> I'm calling that a personal best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they ask Nathan, uh, what scares you the most about traveling? Nothing. Uh, they ask Cody, what scares you the most about tra- traveling? Uh, I will miss a flight or somehow lose sight of Nathan. Like he's oh, a three year old no. at the mall. <laughs> yeah, that might say something about their relationship. Maybe Nathan is the more easily attracted one. Is that why he's wearing an orange shirt? <laughs> yes, please make sure that <laughs> that's why. Kids. That's why I dress my kid. Yeah, bring out the Charlotte Mirna whistle. <laughs> like kids at a field trip at a baseball game. Everybody's gonna wear that orange shirt. Make sure you don't lose them. Uh, Mike, can you uh, go noodling in a canoe? Ooh, canoodle noodling. Uh, I'm not sure. It depends on how long your arms are, because I don't think you could really break the surface of the water much if you're in a canoe. Yeah, okay. Long arms help with canoodling. Well, I think also if you bring a, a lover, perhaps, on that date, you'd be <laughs> canoodling with noodle in noodling in a canoe. <laughs> All right. There are two teams left. They are sisters. Jess, you will take one pair of sisters and then I will pretend that I was very excited that I am getting the other pair of sisters. So which sisters would you like? And which sisters by proxy will you give to me? Will it be Kaylin and Haley? Or will it be Michelle and Victoria? This is a hard choice, Rob, because I think they both have a lot of strengths and I think we should both feel really lucky to have either one of these sets of sisters on our teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it is a really tough decision. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go with the one that I was scrolling down the list of teams earlier today. And I mean, Dan did sort of go to type when he picked Kelly and LaVon first, but there's a particular team. I looked at them and I'm like, wow, these guys are heat and bait. So I'm surprised he never did pick them. <laughs> heat and bait. Um, heat and bait. <laughs> is that, is is that for catching catfish? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a term for a pair of, a, a pair of young women, usually, usually sisters, not always, that are extremely like they seem very physically fit and very energetic. That's Eden and Yeah, that's Eden Bay because <laughs> he picks them. A lot of times they're like in law enforcement or something. He's like, they seem really tough. I'm there going to pull it out. And then they are like the first or second team out. And then I laugh at him a lot yeah. being drawn in because he always picks that team and they always go out like first. Okay. So it's, it's, yeah. Um, so longer. I'm. You didn't take them, so I'm going to take them now. Uh, I'm going to go with Michelle and Victoria. Michelle and Victoria. Oh. Yeah, and they are a pair of sisters. They're yes, they're a they little are. Bit, yeah, they skew a little bit on the older side of this cast, but it doesn't really matter because this this is all this cast is all very close in age. But I picked them mostly because they had a 
They seem to have a more complicated list of likes and dislikes, and they seemed like they had a little bit more there there. Um, although I will say that Michelle's bio is about 25% car commercial and mm-hmm. the rest. Yes, she's BMW car saleswoman of the year. But then she yeah. also wrote for her job that she works in luxury auto sales, hashtag car salesman, skills saleswoman, hashtag BMW. Yeah. Yes. And she she wants everybody to understand why BMW is the ultimate driving machine. Come on, you already got employee of the year. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep selling on. Does she think that the Amazing Race still gives away cars? Yeah. Maybe that's why she's really... Not British cars. Yeah, they've never had a... BMW is not British. I think it's German. Uh, my bad. Yeah, Bayerish Motorworks. That's, that's German. Um, yeah, but... I thought yeah, it was British she, Motor Works all this, all this time, no, Jess. It's wow. Bavarian, Bavarian Motor Works. They do have a lot um, of Bavarian stuff on the Amazing Race. That's true. They do. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's going to do better in Bavaria? Michelle, mm-hmm. who works for BMW, or Riley and Madison, who look like they've already done that beard challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. They look like they woke up in Liechtenstein. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is this is a group of sisters. So I'm I'm very intrigued with them. I think no matter what, they're going to pop on TV. It's just a matter of are they going to be like a sparkler that goes off after two legs, or like a long sustained firework because they definitely have personality I mean, michelle describes herself in three words as energetic entertaining and extra yep. uh, <laughs> and victoria probably only second to hung has the second scariest traveling fear getting abducted quote i've had so many close calls Yikes. Whoa! that's not good and i don't know if that's something she's doing or just the people she's falling into but like there shouldn't be so many close calls i think one is one too many I, I am completely honest. I have no idea how they're going to do. They could completely like, uh, what was it like Meredith and Maria from Amazing Race Six? Like they are, they were very much the personalities, and they totally crashed and burned. We could see something similar happen here, or they could be like the fiery personas that make it, you know, very far into the race. I'm not entirely sure, but I'll be intrigued to see, you know, the comments they have about the vehicles that they get into because none of them are going to be BMWs. <laughs> Uh, Victoria, a.k.a. Vic, uh, she has uh, in her favorite hobbies, biking, sleeping, podcasts, working out, and cats. That's something. Yeah, Yeah, it's important. I I mean, Michelle, though, and bad things you probably will encounter in the race, is afraid of dirty bathrooms and contaminated water and language barriers. And that's all pre-COVID. Yeah, all those are actual things, though. Dirty bathrooms. How was that uh, Toughest Nails team, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't know what to think about them. I didn't know where to put them. I had them at the bottom of the board, but I don't know. I guess I don't feel like I have enough information right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm interested in their story as first-generation immigrants. I think that's Mm -hmm. interesting, but I don't know how that i mean like like just says i'll be like oh they have a cool story and then they finish 10th that happens way too often so i don't know they could be anywhere okay so i'm very excited about my team that i have here with the 11th pick i'm taking kaylin and Haley, as phil called them they are the southern sisters they have been on their own 
since they were 15 and 16 years old, respectively. They are they are tough because they have been away from the family. Uh, did do we know the the exact uh, backstory of how they were on their own? Did they run away from home? Did, are they are they orphans? Well, I mean, they they said they moved out. Like, I don't know if this is a party of five situation mm. where they just sort of like had to be with each other. I mean. God help them if, if it was like a really tragic situation. But I mean, if there's one thing that both Phil and Kaylin and Haley have put forward themselves is tenacity. Uh, the fact that they were working from that situation to also now like becoming real estate agents, which look, uh, I almost feel like, I don't know if it's like a curse. I don't know. I, I don't feel like real estate agents, <laughs> except, for, except for Chip and Kim, like don't necessarily do mm-hmm. amazingly on the amazing race. Maybe because the first ones I think of are those, that, that team from season 25 that got eliminated first that were real estate agents, the Miami realtors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe they can break the curse. I actually, I have high hopes for them because Phil really talked up their like, the, again, their their tenacity. He kept calling them hustlers in the interview that I, I did with him. We know that hustlers can make it as far as third place in mm-hmm. CBS reality shows. Uh, <laughs> the heroes were, will prevail, unfortunately. But I, I I have like some sneakily good vibes on them. Like I feel like they could be someone who really slips in and like almost Jen and Caroline style. It's like, oh, how are they? Wow, we're at the final four and they're still there. That's really surprising. Like I think they're competent enough. To maybe not necessarily wow us in these first few legs, but I think they have the skills to make it far and be able to be steady in their placement. Yeah, I think that they were featured pretty prominently in uh, some of the trailers that we got to see. And also, we know that Haley loves Hilo, which just this is I never knew this before. Hilo is yoga, high intensity interval training. And bar, Hilo. I have not heard of this, uh, but it's looking at them. And if you tell me what that is and you show me them, I would say, yeah, that totally tracks as something that I think they would be into. Uh, yeah, I think they definitely could be one of those teams that kind of sneaks in under the radar. Like everybody is saying, they're very tenacious. But on the other hand, I, yeah, I think I was just sort of blinded by the curse of Miami real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Not to say that you can't be a realtor and do very well on The Amazing Race. Um, uh, one Chip McAllister mm-hmm. is a very successful real estate agent who won Amazing Race 5 against some very tough competition. So it can be done. There are many realtors who have done very well on The Amazing Race. I just, I feel like it's one of those situations where I didn't get enough information out of their bio to say, yeah, there, there's something there that I can grab onto that says to me they're going to go really far. And yeah, we got a little bit of them in the few trailers we've seen, but there are two reasons you could show someone in a trailer like that. You could show them because you think they're going to go because they're going to go very far and you need to get to know them early or because they're not going to go very far and you need to get to know them now. Hmm. I don't know. But look, that's my pick. You can't talk me out of it. It's a great <laughs> pick, Rob. I really, I think at this point in the draft, you couldn't have done better. Kalen and Haley, they're keeping it realtor. <laughs> is that their official team name? No. It is now. Keeping it realtor. You can run with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a freebie. It's Take a freebie. It. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kalen and Haley. Okay. So. 
Uh, there you go. Other, those are our uh, 11 teams for the Amazing Race. Jess, they're starting off at the Hollywood Bowl this year. What do you think about that as a starting line location? Um, I've never been, Rob. I think you should tell me what you think. Well, I was going to ask you if that. I, I know that you are uh, a concert fan. I was going to ask you if, you if you've ever been there. Uh, no, Rob, I've only been to L.A. twice in my life. Um, and both times I really didn't stick around long enough to attend a concert. I, I know that there's a famous Beatles concert at the Hollywood Bowl. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been there exactly one time in 2014. <laughs> Uh, which was the same year as Cycle 21 of America's Next Top Model. <laughs> good year, good year. Okay, yes. Yeah, very good year. And I saw Billy Joel. Honestly, Rob, I've never heard of you going to a concert that wasn't Billy Joel, so that tracks. Uh, I went to Hootie and the Blowfish in 1996, Jess. So. Okay, and it's been Billy Joel ever since. Yes, and I also took my wife to a Mariah Carey concert uh, once at the Staples Center, and it was uh, not fun. <laughs> did not like <laughs> would not recommend would Stay not recommend zero stars <gasps> yeah and, well, it's interesting. i think this is one of the rare night start times i think the last time we started at night and the only time before that was just the one that you were there for in amazing race mm-hmm. 25 uh so i i think i'm intrigued as to why they went with that choice maybe it was just because of the flights but we're also we're going to trinidad and tobago for the first time, which I don't know, I actually really I think Amazing Race for some reason has a really good track record with like starting with going to hotter climates. Uh, again, going back to Amazing Race twenty five, I forget where the, I feel like they went to a Caribbean island mm-hmm. in the first leg as well, and that was like a really really good season. So hopefully that means that the trend continues. Yeah, I think we gotta be. You know who's going to be the most excited about that is um, Jerry of Frank and Jerry because he said that Trinidad is one of the places he would most like to visit. Oh, he'll be pumped oh, up. right off the list. Yeah. Yeah. Knock hmm. it off right away. Okay. So, uh, all right. It's all happening. Uh, one hour episode to kick things off, Mike. That should be, yeah. Because again, it's going to come on right after Big Brother. So, yeah, I don't, they usually don't do two hour premieres for one leg. If anything, it would be two episodes back to back. So, again, TBD as to the schedule for the rest of it. I could also imagine, especially after Big Brother, we might get some two hour Wednesday nights because their programming is a bit slimmer uh, nowadays. But, yeah. I still like am pinching myself that the Amazing Race 32 is actually coming. Yeah, this I, is something that I mean, for a while, let's remember that this was supposed to be back in what May. Uh, no, it was supposed to start back in April, and then it got pushed to May, and then it got pushed for Tough as Nails. It was just sort of in limbo, and then finally got announced for the fall, and then finally, finally, it got announced for October. So, like, I am so excited for this cast, no matter who got drafted where. I'm so excited for them to finally be able to talk about this experience and i'm so excited to get to talk about them talking about this experience <laughs> yeah i do wonder if we might end up with the two hour amazing race blocks to uh once we get through big brother that might be the way that they end up doing it i don't know because i feel like we get those two hour amazing race blocks when they're trying to burn it off mm-hmm. and nobody's burning anything off right now because there's no new TV because we're in the darkest timeline. So they may stretch it out. Like it may be February by the time we're done with this. <laughs> you think that they're going to do extra episodes? Oh yeah. Extra episodes. We're going to do like a behind the scenes clip show. Like remember in the <laughs> yeah. as a survivor when you'd stop over Thanksgiving and have a clip show. Yeah. I mean, uh, not to get too far into the weeds uh, with this, but it typically the amazing race season is what? 11 or 12 episodes, Jess. I think it's 12. Okay, so that that'll take us uh you know there's four or there'll be 3 weeks in October and that'll take us uh through 
I guess uh, I guess we could do uh, one week at a time until uh, maybe two hours on December sixteenth. So maybe maybe we end up just doing the one a week. Oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I hope by the time we get there. Yeah, I mean, not, I don't think. That, I mean, I guess they could do it. Uh, December twenty third could be the finale, but I think they'll they'll probably want to uh, that if, if either burn it off uh, either uh, before. Like I could see maybe going to. Yeah, they're not going to want to have it on Sunday night, so I, I think that they'll they'll wrap it up by the sixteenth of December. In, in, in my crystal ball. I, I like the prediction, Rob. I think that sounds about right to me. And we will be recapping it every week. Two recaps a week. And I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Which is more recappy than the other. But we got so much great, amazing race content. And I'm excited for the opportunity to run with it, even if it took everything else in the world being terrible for this to happen. <laughs> yeah, we're here. <laughs> We're here and there's no go- going here. back. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's also, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the commercials. They were popping up a lot during the Big Brother Triple Eviction. Yes. It's like, don't you miss going on vacation? Well, now <laughs> the amazing race is here. So it's it's a little biting, but it's a little, I think, of, of all the times to be voyeuristic about the amazing race. I think this is the most opportunistic for them to, to do that. Yeah. Look, man, I work in the travel industry, so we need all the help we can get. Okay. All right. Uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, Dan, anything else you want to say about the amazing race? No, I'm just super excited. It feels like so long, and now I feel good about my teams, but mostly I think it's just so awesome we have this because we need it. We mm-hmm. need this show to be on, and I hope somehow we get more seasons after, but regardless, it's really fun to have it back. Okay. All right. I just want to uh, just give a sense of uh, November 10th, 2018 uh, was when uh, this season was filming. Uh, What do you think were the number one movies at the box office in November 2018? You're turning this back on me after the Lost podcast, Rob. This is due recompense. What was 2018? I think... I'm going to say it was Apocalypse Now and <laughs> yeah. Godfather and Taxi Driver. Yeah. Uh, wow. Believe it or not, it was uh, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Oh, my oh yes, of course. Followed well, by Bohemian Rhapsody, which uh, that oh, does sure. go uh, full circle because uh, there we did uh, visit Freddie Mercury's home on a season <laughs> oh, of The Amazing Race. That one time it was a pile of rocks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Remember mm-hmm. that? No. Uh, Overlord and A Star is Born. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw two of those back to back on a flight back from London that following spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, those were those were the, the top movies back in November of 2018. Wow. Okay. What was the, what was the number one song? Do you know? I I don't know. It's probably shallow. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. If, I'm assuming if we're using the same website here, uh, I don't know. I was gonna say I was. I don't know why I thought it was gonna be Gangnam Style because that's way too. That was way 2012, too Mike. <laughs> Not that long ago. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Number one song on November twenty second, twenty eighteen, according to Birthday Jams. Thank you, next by Amanda oh, Ariana Grande. Wow. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> and the number one podcast was uh, Rob Sister and talks with the eighth player voted out of Survivor David versus Goliath. Eighth player. Who was? I think that, that was, I think that was uh, John Hannigan. 
<laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. No, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, okay, I was off by all right because of because of B. <laughs> There you go. All what right. This <laughs> is a time capsule. It's just oh, so you're missing. Like, it's yeah. nostalgia, Mike. Yeah. To put it's you in a time are. and a place. This podcast right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Dan, where can people keep up with what you're doing? Well, I do a podcast about theme parks called the Tomorrow Society Podcast. I interview people that worked on various behind the scenes podcasters. Even Jess was on. She was amazing. Authors, lots of people. And it's at TomorrowSociety.com. Okay. Uh, How's the uh, theme park podcast uh, uh, stuff going right now? Well, it's kind of weird. Like I just had a show that came out this week where we talked a lot about going to Disney World with masks on during yeah. a pandemic, which I have not done because I just can't do that. But it's weird. But I'm talking a lot about history, so it's okay. But it's, um, who knows? They're laying people off. They're closing attractions, parks. I don't know. It's an ugly time. So it's it's weird. But um, I think it'd be weirder if I was like living in Orlando covering the news every day. Mm-hmm. So the way I do it, it's like, well, we're sometimes we're talking about things that opened 40 years ago. So that's not that different. And it might actually be nice with nostalgia, but it's um, like every industry they're um, hurting big time. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mike Bloom, what do you have going on these days? So amazing race wise, uh, we haven't had an official confirmation yet, but hopefully I should be doing exit press with the team that was most recently eliminated. Will they be able to remember what happened? Yeah, exactly. I think they invited the episode when we asked, like, what happened that we didn't say? They're like, honestly, you know, I wish I would have wrote it down. I I I felt strongly at the time. Exactly. So check that out at parade.com. Uh, we mentioned Big Brother as it is wrapping up its final weeks. Of course, I'm going on to the B&B every week with Liana Boris as we do some very ridiculous stuff around Big Brother 22. Also doing exit press yeah. for Parade. With great Big great B&B this week. Thank you. Chappelle is a star. So we were very lucky to have him. A star is born. Uh, <laughs> it was much like November 2018. Yeah, Number four movie, but he's number one. And then over on Post Show Recaps, uh, of course, Josh Wigland and I continue to go down the hatch as we reach the middle of season three. Actually talking about modes of transport. Will might be afraid of taxis, but this week we're all afraid of Dharma vans as we cover Trisha Tanaka is dead. And Jess and I are getting ready to cover another CBS property in the return of Star Trek Discovery slash a Bon Voyage to Star Trek Lower Decks. In talking before this podcast, uh, we have very different thoughts about Uh-oh. the series, but I think that's going to lead to a very fun podcast. So it's going to be a simultaneous wrap-up of Lower Decks, preview of Discovery, and then we'll be doing weekly coverage of Discovery every weekend until basically until the end of the year, much like uh, The Amazing Race 32. And Mike, can you confirm this? This is a thing I had heard, and I do not know if they're actually going to do it or if it's just something that was being talked about. Is CBS proper actually going to be showing season one of Discovery this fall? Yeah, they have been. Yeah, they actually have been. So okay. ten o'clock on Thursdays uh, have they've been showing episodes of. So it's not exactly you know the prime time hour, but in the DVR days, it's easy to record and watch. So yeah, people haven't yet checked out season one of Star Trek Discovery, and you're looking for some stuff to fill up your time before you're waiting for the Amazing Race or in between episodes. Like those are fourteen episodes that'll be airing, and yeah. then if you're Jones and for some more stuff, check out season two on CBS All Access and then check out our podcast coverage. You can check out our old podcast coverage concurrently with whatever you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. That can hold up. Yeah. That's all happening. Was that November 2018 also? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. No, no, season two was beginning of 2019. Was uh like spring 2019. Okay, all right. Uh, there you go. All right, uh, Jess. I know you you are back with Walking Dead coverage as well. Yeah, we dropped. Uh, we just dropped our season finale coverage finally of Walking Dead. Um, talk about delays. <laughs> yeah, talk about delays. Wiggler and I recorded it, and I think it actually just hit your feeds. So we are kicking off what we're calling. The podcast this fall is going to be called Fear the Walking Dead World Beyond because we are covering two Walking Dead spinoff series in one very fun podcast. We are not taking it super seriously. I think we're going to have a very good time. But before all that, you can get caught up with everything that has happened in Walking Dead proper. Mm -hmm. There is a podcast in which we do that exact thing and then we move right into the season finale. And I highly recommend all of our walking dead coverage because we have such a good time recording and i think you will also have a good time listening to it and i would be remiss if i did not mention that post show recaps is now available on patreon yeah yay and we are really excited about all of the patron only coverage that we're going to be bringing you of all kinds of weird stuff and we have some very fun podcasts planned and we have a newsletter planned and there's so much great content that's going to be available to you both in front of and behind the patron wall so get on that if you want to see the free stuff the free stuff's great the pay stuff's great too okay postshowrecaps.com slash patron uh for all of that just uh amc is, is has two walking dead series that are going to be on at the same time yep back to back uh there's fear of the walking dead which you there's already so know much demand Rob. for uh more walking dead because that uh, people are like what if uh, we lived in an apocalyptic world what would that be like i no, wish there was if, two if- shows on back to back that would explore that what if a pandemic had destroyed humanity as we know it? Mm-hmm. How would that how would that work? I want to watch TV about the mm-hmm. worst possible iteration of that. Yeah, and um, then and then I want to spend another hour in that universe. Also. Yes. Well, Rob, Fear of the Walking Dead, as you know, nearly broke you. So <laughs> you you know what that is like. And yeah. Walking Dead World Beyond is a more lighthearted, um, more maybe YA focused meditation on Mm -hmm. the walking dead it is um, some kids who have grown up behind the walls of you know basically shut off from all things zombie and now they are venturing out into the world where the zombies are yeah and sort of like a uh walking dead rumspringer it's like stand by me with zombies Mm -hmm. yeah it, it is stand by me with zombies um and it is you know they can call it Walking Dead WB because it that's probably the network it would have aired on if it had premiered in the early 2000s. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thank you all for checking out our Amazing Race draft coverage. Of course, if you want to hear uh, Jess, uh, Mike, and myself talk with the Savage Crew from Tough as Nails, check that out. We mm-hmm. did a Savage Crew reunion earlier this week. If you are interested in other shows that were airing on CBS on Wednesdays uh, these last couple of weeks, plus all of our Big Brother coverage over at robiswebsite.com. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.